Hi, everyone. Welcome to our podcast, where you will find messages from various speakers here at Eastgate House of Prayer Mission Base, both a house of prayer and a praying church. We pray that you are blessed through this message and that a greater measure of truth is revealed to you as you listen. We have, uh, as I said, there's been many in here, but really, we just joined in globally to the body of Christ and what many in the body of Christ have been, uh, have been doing for the past 40 days. And it's, called the, it's a global fast, and it was, it's called the Yeshua fast, Jesus fast. And so the body of Christ throughout the nations of the world have been praying into and praying for Israel. Amen? And we've also been praying for Luke 4.18. Some of us, anyway, have been leaning into that. And, uh, and in light of that, um, uh, one of our beloved sisters in our midst, faithful sister of encouragement to me. She always encourages me. She always builds me up. And, uh, and she's trusted in this house. And uh, she had a dream that I believe I'm supposed to share and then share just a little bit of uh, thoughts about that dream. She had it on May 14th, and it was about this house. That's why I want to share it. It has to do uh, with all of us. So you can turn to your neighbor and say, that has to do with you. And we know it's way bigger than this house. We know we're a part, we're just a little itty-bitty part of the big body of Christ. Um, but we're significant because he says so. So I'm going to read the dream. And, uh, oh, then I'm, I, you know what I'm going to do? I'm also going to share an interpretation uh, and then, then give some final thoughts. Shouldn't take long. You ready? Okay, so we arrived for our regular church meeting, but instead, our regular, regular place uh, was in a new location. The place is huge, and the floor uh, where we walked was covered in, with a layer of spongy white kind of foam in appearance. I'm thinking kind of like a cloud when I think about that, but... Uh, she says, uh, we cannot see the real floor because of the layers of spongy material. Our footsteps are soft, smooth, and mellow. It seems to be a previous car dealer location. Uh, there are stations at many areas of this huge place. Everyone seems very occupied uh, doing their assignment to set up things in place to function well for the meeting. Stations, workplaces for various ministries involved. And one workshop while walking around was a woman with her team working, being busy preparing lists of names coming in for a gathering conference planned. I offered my help at one or two of the workstations. I'm available. Can I help you? But no one answered, being busy at their task. I am wondering, I'm 
and I'm puzzled of being in this new location, this new place. So I went at the counter where a man stood, basically like a service counter at a, a garage dealership. I asked him, here's the questions, why and how are we in this new location? Key questions. I love that. The man listened to me, turned around. Without a word, he came back to me and gave me a letter. The one that Kirk had written to explain the former location uh, has been replaced. When he handed me the letter, I took it and it was written in gold. Each word, the letters were a beautiful, refined handwriting that Kirk had written. Now, I just have to tell you, if you've ever seen my writing, <laughs> doctors don't have anything on me. It is, I remember, actually, this is hilarious, true story. This is just fun, side note. Fateen, when we were at Kelowna for the first time I was at a Eyes and Wings conference, I have this prophetic download for Stacy Campbell. And I'm like, I don't want to share it with her. And Fateen's like, you have to share that with her. And I'm like, no, she won't understand my writing. I'll write it for you. Tell me what it is and I'll write it. So she, this, is, this is what she is, like that sister that does that sort of thing. And so I tell her the vision. She writes it down and then I take it up to Stacy so she, she can understand it. Everybody say, thank you for the body. <laughs> All right, where were we? Kirk had written. So the letter said this. It was saying, we canceled the other location for a larger room uh, that was offered to us at a lower cost without maintenance costs. What a deal. Turn to your neighbor and say, that's a deal. <laughs> On the top of the letter, these are, I, I got to let you know, just in case, you're, in case you're wondering, these are my favorite kinds of letters to get, okay? Because <laughs> attached to the letter was a roll of money. And it wasn't just any money. It wasn't funny money. It was U.S. dollars. <laughs> I'm being cheeky. Um, the letter continues saying, but, but for real, it was a roll of money and U.S. dollars. Um, the letter continued saying, because of the events arisen April 18th, 418, people having visitations and encounters, the following events of April 18th, 418, hearts turned, this is what she wrote, uh, hearts turned a harvest response, a.k.a., I put this in, harvest coming in. Although we were still small in this huge place, I had a sense of because of the event that occurred on April 18th, 418, we needed this place for the coming of harvest. The emphasis, capital letters, was April 18th, 418, coming out of Kirk's letter. 
Then it says, Kirk was absent that morning because of a commitment taken, a sense of being out. On, I was out on assignment. Uh, then the scene suddenly changed. And I saw being above, looking down at a part of the Israel map. And us, speaking of Ehop, switching from, from looking at the west side and switching to the east side of the map. And at the location, at a location, and the name was Shavuot, which in Hebrew means Pentecost, happens to be the day we're on. Just a quinky dink. Um, she says, then I woke up. So I sent this to a really good friend of mine who I love, I've been growing in relationship with, and I can't wait to have him back here. He's been here. His name is John Thomas. And I think it, I think it was Rob in 18 that actually introduced me to him. But Rob kept saying, you got to meet this guy. You guys would be like, you know, and, and it's true. We had him here, and I so, I so uh, honor uh, him as a son in the faith, like, a, you know, as a, as a shepherd and a prophet in the body, all of that. Um, but I've, I'm just saying this just because give honor where honors do. I've not met one person with the level of maturity of dream interpretation as I have with this man. Like, I'm, I'm like, uh, let me sit at your feet and learn about dream interpretation. I like dreams. I'm a dreamer, you know, but it's like there is a mature, not just a gift of interpretation, but a very, very mature gift. You know, it's been cultivated. It's been nurtured. He's, he's worked the gift of grace on him, you know, and he's, if you're not familiar with him, he's the one that John Paul Jackson, the, his ministry, his mantle was passed off to him, John Thomas. So if you know John Paul Jackson, he would be the one who's now walking, picking up that, uh, what is it, Streams Ministries? Yeah. Anyway, that's who he is. So you understand. I think it's important that you understand who's given the interpretation, you know, and uh, what my thoughts are towards that. Um, so John Thomas, he responds. He says, the car dealership is a place where people get new ministry assignments and new ministries. So imagine a mission base becoming a place where people come and they get new assignments and mandates. And often my prayers, our prayers have been, Lord, um, even over the past week, I think we were praying this in the prayer room. It's like, Lord, let this house be a greenhouse. Let it be a house where, you know, those who come in, you know, just little ones even or whatever one's been around for a while but they come in and the life of the atmosphere around causes an explosion of life to flourish within each person amen can we agree with that so he said the car dealership is a place where people get new ministries ministry assignments and new ministries the white soft floor is easy to walk on and it is righteousness. It will be easy to walk in righteousness, which is the very thing we've just kind of moved into as we took communion and, you know, healing, deliverance, repentance. Like, that is 
moving into righteousness, which means freedom. It will be easy to walk in righteousness. Oh, I love that. Everyone has a task. And people are doing what is needed for what is coming. That's important. And the impact is going to be much bigger than it has been, even though the team is the same size. This new place is because of favor from the U.S. Now, obviously, we know it's the kingdom, but there's something coming in way of resource, kingdom resource from the U.S. to this house that is going to help us move into what we're called to move into. And it's going to allow us to have a greater impact with less ongoing expense. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Shaka laba. No. <laughs> uh, eh. All right. It's because you try standing up here. <laughs> Whoa. Um, it is because of Luke 4.18. Okay? This is the focus. This is why the letter. It's because of Luke 4.18. Power ministry out of compassion to set people free. Can I get an amen? amen. To get them healed. Amen? And the last part seems to say this, that your vision for Israel is going to change from east versus west is the way of seeing things on the map. So your, how you look at Israel, you're going to move from a western mindset and understand Israel from an eastern mindset, which what it means is it's like, coming into an understanding, sitting with the people, supping with the people, and learning the way of the culture and understanding. And that changes everything with how you hold a people in your heart. Amen? And Shavuot is a Hebrew name for Pentecost. So Luke 4.18, he says, coming of the Spirit. You can say that's a good word. That's a good word. Father, that's a good word. So I'm going to read Luke 4.18. It says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Why? Because he has anointed me. Who's anointed you? He has. For what purpose? To preach the gospel. What gospel? It's the good news. It's the gospel of a kingdom that sets man free. Amen? It's the gospel, and it's going to go to the poor, it's going to come to those who are poor, maybe monetary, finance, meaning. But also, it's going to come to those who are poor in spirit. 
meaning they recognize they need God. It's going to come to them with power. It's going to meet them where they're at. And it says, he has sent me. Oh, it's so important, beloved. Talking about ministries, talking about new assignments, new ministries, that kind of a thing. We're a mission base. There is room for an explosion of many different ministries. Okay? It's, it's don't pigeonhole it to church on Sunday or even just the prayer room, although the, the prayer room is at the hub of it all. Um, there are going to be ministries and assignments given in this season. To many here, beloved, there's going to be many more people around us that are going to be coming in, those who've never stepped in to you know, the walls of a church building, they're going to step in and they're going to encounter the Lord and it's going to be but moments they're going to be moving in their new ministry. I remember declaring this long ago that what took 10, 15 years for, for a believer to mature and actually really be a believer, you know, um, you know and, and moving in the presence and the power and maturity in spirit, mature sons and daughters, it's going to take like five, six months. And they're just going to be moving with such a maturity, you know, the fragrance of Christ resting on them. But it's, you know, with that, the whole thing of he has sent me, that's massive. Because if he hasn't sent you, you're on your own. <laughs> Seriously. Like, that, I'm, I, the reason I'm throwing this out there now, because there's many I've seen out west, I've seen it, and I've seen it coming into the east of the carnage of folks who just tried to go do ministry on their own and initiate and start something on their own. And I'm not trying to cause a fear or intimidation of stepping into something new. We need courage. What he's going to call you into, it's impossible for you to do on your own. If you can do it on your own, it's not God. It's just not. It's not. It's not God. He's going to call you to do something that's so impossible for you. And you're like, there's so many more qualified, Lord. And it's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's true, Kirk. So many more qualified. But uh, yeah, I called you. And it's like, it's like, okay. So I have to, it's, I have to lean on him to do what I'm doing. And so, so it is for you. And, um, but the point of him sending is a critical part. That is where the apostolic grace, the grace of the kingdom, the throne room is backing you. Though he hasn't told you, you know, you're going to be digging ditches for the first couple of years. You're going to be pulling up rocks for a few more years, and then you're going to be planting. And, you know, that, it's all good because there's going to be an explosion of fruit like you never could have imagined. It'd be impossible if you ever attempted it on your own, but he's going to do it. Oh, it's so good. Woo! Preach myself happy here. Um, so it says, He has sent me 
to heal the brokenhearted. I feel like we've been seeing that in this past season. I feel like there's been a lot of broken hearts that have been being healed up, restored, so beautiful. And to proclaim, Ehop, you're going to proclaim. And what are you going to proclaim? Freedom. Freedom. Anybody hear somebody sing of freedom lately? You know, where you see like the Spirit gives witness to what He's doing. Like we're, we're moving in freedom. We're moving in greater dimensions of freedom because He's anointed us for this. And we're going to prophesy, we're going to proclaim, we're going to declare, we're going to pronounce freedom to the captives. So good. And not only that, recovery of sight to the blind. To set free those who are oppressed. I feel like we've been leaning into that this morning. And to proclaim. Everybody say proclaim. The favorable year of the Lord. I am making this declaration over this house and over every one of your hearts and your homes that you're connected to, over your children and your children's children. I'm declaring the favorable year of the Lord over you, over your children, and your children's children. And I'm declaring in the spirit realm right now that the prodigals are coming home because it's the favorable year of the Lord. Those sons and daughters and even our own struggles were being set free. I'm prophesying over you right now that it is now easy for you to walk in righteousness. It's soft, it's smooth, it's easy. Why? Because it's a favorable year of the Lord. Has nothing to do with your own strength. It's the favorable year of the Lord. He's prophesying it over us. It is Luke 4.18 over you, Eastgate House of Prayer. Freedom. I declare he's going to invade every area of your soul. Not to condemn, but to free. To free. To open up the prison doors, to break the chains and the shackles. Come on, imagine you have a son or a daughter who's in a cage and chained up and gagged and you have the power to break them out do you think you might do that well I'm here to declare that a greater one than you and I is prophesying and declaring over us from a throne that is almighty he's the God of all glory he's the father of glory glory means might Strength, power. 
Meaning I have the goods to fulfill what I have spoken. I will do it. Yeah, you can clap. You can, it's permission granted. Ascribe to him right now. I encourage us. Ascribe to him glory. He is glorious. And he's coming to reveal his glory to the nations of the earth. Will we ascribe glory to him? Will we align with what heaven declares who he is all around the throne? All around the throne, glory, holy, worthy. This is who he is. They're crying out, these burning ones. Ascribe to him. The word of God says, you mighty ones, you mighty ones. Once he's called and anointed, you ascribe to him glory. You mighty ones. You anointed ones. You Luke 4, 18 ones. Ascribe to him glory. Give him glory by acknowledging who he is and what he's doing in your midst. There's so much. All of this is taking place behind the face. I don't care what you're doing on the outside. All of this is an exchange on the inside. And will I choose to? No buts. I say but. No buts. No buts. Everyone gets to choose to believe. That he is who he says that he is. Uh, but I don't like this about him, or I don't like my life. It's like... He is who he says he is. He said to Moses, Come on, come on, Moses, Exodus 33, show me your glory. Unveil my eyes to see you for who you really are, your glory, your majesty, your majesty, your kingliness, that you are King of kings and Lord of lords. The powers and principalities tremble at your passing by. We've magnified so much of darkness when he causes them to tremble just as passing by. I've had encounters of passing by powers and principalities where they shook violently and crumbled and became nothing. Just without a word spoken, just passing by. Ascribe to him what he is due. And if you will allow your heart, your soul, to enter into true holy fascination, let the lover of all lovers love you to life, the bridegroom king. If you will do this, there will be nothing impossible to you. There's nothing impossible with him. That doesn't change. But there will be nothing impossible to you. Your view of who he is 
will become magnified. And your loftiest, your greatest revelation and thought of who he is It's hardly to be considered. His heart to set the captive free, you have you don't even have a clue. You have no idea of the Father's heart to set the captive free. I don't. A little glimpses and, and it wrecks me and I'm snotting and I'm weeping and I'm just but I still I, I don't have a clue. So how can any of us walk in this hour when he's proclaiming it's a year of the Lord's favor? I'm anointing you. I'm commissioning you. I'm sending you to do what I do, to be my hands and feet. The world doesn't need religion. Politics has its place. But I'm proclaiming today a kingdom that cannot be shaken. I'm proclaiming a kingdom that cannot be shaken. It is the kingdom that shakes every other kingdom. And if it's shaken, agree with him and let it fall apart and fall away. Because it's not going to stand anyway. Deck of cards. I want you to consider Exodus 33. When Jesus said, uh, the Lord said, he said, I'm going, to, I'm going to pass by you. And I'm going to, all of my goodness is going to pass you by. See, even our idea of what good is, like, that we would be willing to take time to just like challenge our own thinking by the Spirit of grace. And what do you mean by good? What do you mean by goodness? Because there's all kinds of ideas in this world of what goodness is. But what do you mean when you say, I'm going to cause all of my goodness to pass by you? And what you're going to encounter first is mercy. Mercy. If a world ever needed anything, we're living in a world that needs mercy. I woke up and got smacked in the face by mercy this morning. He says, my mercies are new every day. The Lord merciful, the Lord compassionate. He has compassion. He meets us in the place of our weakness. I want to ask you right now, have you ever 
stepped into a place and maybe put it this way I've lived in seasons in my youth my 20s and that and where I felt I was strong in the Lord and I, honestly there was a measure I was strong in the Lord but I didn't feel my weakness I wasn't in touch with my weakness how many have ever gone into out of a season of strength and then into a season where you discovered how weak you really are anybody just okay good i'm i thought i was going to be on my own here i thought i thought man man shoot i'm preaching to the wrong people it's like forgot everybody had it together He's the one who's compassionate and he's gracious. He's favorable. That, that means favor. And he enters in to our weakness. And he gives strength. He gives strength. I'm going to close with a scripture. In this portion of scripture. I think it, sh it should be mandatory that monthly, <laughs> monthly we should visit it, even take an hour on it or a day. Um, on the whole chapter, but I'm not reading a whole chapter. Everybody's, um, it's Isaiah 40. If you want to encounter the Lord, I dare you to take a day, take a part of a day and go into Isaiah 40 and dialogue with him. What he's saying to you and to us. But I'm just going to read from uh, uh, verse 21 on. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told to you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he who sits above the circle of the earth, and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers, who stretch out the heavens like a curtain and spread them out like a tent to dwell in. He brings the princes to nothing. He makes the judges of the earth useless. Scarcely shall they be planted. Scarcely shall they be sown. Scarcely shall, they, uh, stock, uh, shall their stock take root in the earth. When he will also blow on them and they will wither. And the whirlwind will take them away like stubble. To whom then will you liken me? Meaning, what's your opinion of me? How are you looking at me? How do you perceive me? That's the question. To whom then will you liken me? Or to whom shall I be equal? Says the Holy One. Lift up your eyes on high. There's the command. Lift up your eyes on high and see. I want you to see who has created these things? 
I want you to see who brings out their hosts by number. I want you to see that I call them all by name. By the greatness of his might and the strength of his power, not one is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, O Ehop, O church of the living God? My way is hidden from the Lord, meaning he doesn't see me. Or my just claim is passed over by my God, meaning he's not just. He doesn't see my need for justice. Here it is. Have you not known? That word is intimate. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, he neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives, and He gives, and He gives. He gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, He increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Let's stand. King of the universe, Father of all glory, God of our Lord Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit, God, we say we've heard your word, what you have proclaimed, and are proclaiming that this is the year of the Lord's favor. I'm pouring out favor. I'm pouring out grace over you in this season. I'm pouring out strength into your weakness. I'm setting you free where you've been bound. I'm restoring hope where you've been hopeless. I'm breaking off oppression and depression. The afflictions of the body are leaving you even now because I'm proclaiming my favor over you. Hear the word of the Lord, O Eastgate House of Prayer Mission Base. Hear the word of the Lord, O Canada. Hear the word of the Lord, O Israel. Luke 4.18 is being released now. And if you can, before you say a word, with faith, 
receive this for you and the whole corporate body of Christ. Let me hear a strong amen. Amen. Yeah, amen. We bless you, Lord. We ascribe greatness to you. We ascribe glory to you as the mighty ones in the earth because you say we're mighty in you. We ascribe greatness and glory to you. You are our God, and there is no other like you. We bless you. Amen. Have an awesome week. Bless somebody. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. To find more teaching resources or to join us via live stream, visit our website at eastgatehouseofprayer.ca.